Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. It's Greenland, like being Amish, but with more ice. Bye. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Sometimes I do enjoy a belly I'm not a, and booby no, scratch. I don't know. I don't like a front scratch. Oh, at I all. like a booby scratch. Do you? Yes. Ooh. Not all the time. It's not in the everyday rotation, but once every couple weeks, I like to turn over and give her another view. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. Balls <laughs> on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus at 448. It is name dropping with Jeff Rimmer at 534. Rimmer is in the desert as the Jackets get ready for the Yotes tomorrow night. Yotes, bad, but... Bad Yotes. Yotes got their second victory of the season last night. Wow. Yes. That's big deal right That's there. That's big deal considering it's November 17th. <laughs> and we're talking about a team getting their second victory of the season. Let them live. Well, they've been missing Zion Williamson, so that's why we get him back right. and he's they'll be good. Oh, wait, no, that's the Pelicans. That's another thing entirely. Never mind. Another bad team in a different league that's also off to a horrible start. Buckeyes getting ready for Sparty on Saturday. Noon kick here on the fan. New playoff rankings dropped last night. No change in the top eight really top seven so georgia's number one alabama's two oregon three buckeyes four same as last week cincinnati on the outside looking in at five meat chicken at six michigan state at seven then notre dame is up a spot to eight oklahoma up a spot to nine wake forest up two spots to ten yeah it's it's not too concerning to me that ohio state didn't move at all i mean I think that if you're worried about Ohio State not jumping Oregon, don't worry. Even if that does come into play, which it it may not matter, right? Oregon may lose a game and we don't even have to talk about this. But if it is that both teams are one-loss teams at the end of the season, when you look at their strength of schedules, they are going I the committee probably is going to say Ohio State is the slightly better team overall at this point. I know they play head to head. I know they have that. They played and they head will to head in week two. They can hold on to that for as long as they want, but at the end of the season, that's not going to matter. I'm just saying. I think that the committee will value Ohio State as a total package over what Oregon is at this moment as a total package. Unless, again, we're talking in a one loss scenario where both teams just win out. Both teams are conference champions at that point. That would also have to be the case, right? Oregon would have to go win the Pac-12 championship. I feel like Oregon's going to have another loss before it's all said and done. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter to me. First of all, if the Buckeyes take care of business, they're a playoff team. That's all you need to know. Yeah. But if you want to talk about jumping Oregon, the committee is going to change their tune, if not in a week, then certainly in two weeks. Oregon, even if they win the Pac-12 championship, they play Utah and they play Oregon State to wrap up the season. Then they play the championship game. 
The Buckeyes are playing two top 10 teams the next two weeks. Right. If they win those games, which, of course, they have to to be a playoff team, you will see Ohio State jump Oregon. Is Ohio State going to jump Alabama? Probably not. No. And we we know they're not going to jump Georgia unless Georgia loses a game. Yeah, it's the reality is Ohio State will get a chance to go to the college football playoff if they are un, if they don't lose any more games and win the Big Ten title. That's it. Like there's no other equation you have to worry about. What does that mean for a school like Cincinnati? That's a different question. I think they have more to be concerned with what happens with Oregon, right? If Oregon wins out uh, and nothing else changes, right? If Oregon, Ohio State, Bama, and well, Bama and Georgia can't win out, but. You understand my point. Like if Georgia and Bama are close enough and it's a close game and then they say, all right, well, you're both going. And then Oregon and Ohio State win out. That may mean Cincinnati does, in fact, stay out of the tournament. But if they're going to jump someone, I believe Ohio State would jump Oregon. And I think you'd probably see Cincinnati jump them, too. ESPN has their like playoff predictor percentages. And I saw that Ohio State today was at 49% chance of making the playoffs. Before the season, you and I roll roll our eyes at this. Every single year, ESPN puts out before the season their playoff percentage for each team. Right. And the Buckeyes every single year are at 5 6%. Man, they're beating those odds, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what you're throwing into this formula before the season to say Ohio State has a 5% chance of making the playoffs. Here we are, yet another year. This team is poised to win the conference and go to the playoffs. Right. It's not a percentage for winning the national championship. It's going to the playoffs. Well, this is, I guess, the question I would ask for whoever puts that stat together or, or whatever formula has been used to put that together at the beginning of the season. How do you factor in the fact? Factor in the fact? Factor in the fact. Whatever. How do you factor into the equation the idea that schools like Alabama and Ohio State are largely better than everyone on their schedule in a given year? I am aware if you're an Oregon fan, you are yelling at your radio, leave me alone. We know what, you, we know what happened there, okay? That was early in the season, and that's not going to count. We have this conversation every single time we have a head-to-head that doesn't work out. Well, I think here's the reason. You play that game 10 times. How many times does Ohio State win that game? I know. And the argument, rightfully so, is from Oregon fans, yeah, but it was played, and we won it. Fine. If you have no other losses on your resume, then it doesn't come into play. And there would be no doubt about it, right? If Oregon's undefeated and Ohio State has a loss to Oregon... Clearly, Ohio State's not ever jumping them. Right. Once you introduce your loss into the equation, as stupid as that may sound to you, and I'm not even saying it's right. I'm just saying it's reality. But the point of the matter is, Alabama and Ohio State, before a season every year, are they going to have one of, or are there four recruiting classes that they're largely pulling their players from? Are those four recruiting classes largely better than anybody else on their schedule? The answer is yes. Now, you could say Bama's are... Maybe slightly better, given that Ohio State has, you know, a a very good roster. Bama may be the best every year roster of all time is what it sometimes feels like. But the reality is Ohio State and Bama are the two schools that can suffer a loss early in the season and still find a way to get into the playoffs more so than anyone else. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would agree. And that's why I say the math, the formula 
is flawed. I don't know how you, I'm just saying, I don't know how you factor that into a math equation, which is, yeah, but everyone on this committee seems to realize if Bama and Ohio State are there at the end of the year, they're going to get a real good look. It's not every year, but we've already seen the committee put Ohio State in over a team that beat them before in Penn State. That happened. And it, it, it could happen again that they could put Ohio State in over Oregon, potentially. There's two different stat worlds. There's the analytics that are based in what's been done, right? This guy's been on base 37% of the time. Yeah. There's no disputing that. It is math. Mm-hmm. And then we have speculation analytics, which some people think of the same way as the first thing I just said, except one is fact. One is speculation. If you have a formula every single year that tells you Ohio State has a 5 or 6% chance of making the playoffs, <laughs> and yet they seemingly make the playoffs every single year, your speculation is flawed. It of is course. not fact. Right. I, I just, I get it. The argument is, well, do they have a new quarterback? Yes, they do. All right. So the start of the year, maybe they got dinged for that. Okay, did they have to replace some guys at certain key positions in the secondary? Yes, they did. Oh, they're getting dinged for that. Is their schedule tough? Yes, they have to go on the road against one of their rivals at the end of the year. That ding, that's tough. But what you don't factor in is the guys replacing those other players are all also going to be five-star, four-star guys. The on-the-road games against the rival don't feel the same typically year in, year out as they do for other schools, right? Yes, the Michigan game scares me this year like it does every year. But the reality is every if you're looking at probabilities, what is Ohio State probably going to do against Michigan every single year over the last 20 years? You go look up the records. You don't need me to tell you. You know exactly what's likely to happen. How do you not factor that into your equation when you're building this at the start of the season? Now, we could say all that, and Ohio State could lose one of these games, and it's a moot point, but Ohio State wins out. Buckeyes get it done. There's no question they will be, in the last three games, they get all three of those as Ws. They will be in the college football playoffs. NFL Network has the Falcons and the Patriots from the Super Bowl on right now. Oh, good. This is exactly what we're talking about, is that, of course, the the Falcons will get out to this big lead. 28 to 3. Right. And what was their win probability? 99 point something <laughs> yes, percent. But, but we talked about it after the fact. There is a certain Tom Brady fairy dustness that is not factored into that number. Yeah. The others, if you're up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl against almost any other team in the history of the NFL, chances are you're probably going to win that game. That's fair. But you, you can't account for. A guy like Tom Brady. You can't account for a guy like Michael Jordan. You can't account for a guy like Wayne Gretzky, right? Like, there's just there's certain the guys don't apply to that them. Break those molds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dabo Swinney during his weekly press conference yesterday, he revealed that he opted out of the coaches poll this year due to the backlash he received from ranking Ohio State as the 11th best team in the country ahead of last year's college football playoff matchup. Here's what Dabo said. I didn't vote this year. It's the first time in my head coaching career I opted out 13 years of doing that because of all the drama last year. That was just a distraction for my team based on what I felt. It's just something I could eliminate because it don't matter anyway. Who cares? Well, clearly you cared, right? You cared enough to make a statement with your 11th best team in the country crap who you promptly went out and lost to in the playoffs. Let's remind him of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they, if they win that game, 
Is he still voting in the coaches poll? I guarantee he is. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably some good intro, some good self reflection by Dabo Swinney there to say, yeah, I don't need to do that because he does know he can't ignore the people who chirp at him. He does know it gets under his skin. He doesn't like the fact it got under his skin, and he doesn't like the fact that Ohio State you know, showed him up after making that little statement. So rather than try to fight that battle and prove everybody wrong, he just deleted it from his life. And now, he is right, right that it doesn't matter. Of course it because doesn't. Because it doesn't. Most of these coaches don't even vote. They have someone else in the office vote for him. Yeah, but it mattered in the sense that it stood out. It became a talking point. If he votes Ohio yes. State third or fifth or no one's, fourth. No one says a damn thing about but it. Whatever. No one cares. But it's the fact you put him behind Coastal Carolina, among others, that people said, is this, what is this guy even doing? Why Why are you bothering with this if you just don't care? And he answered you and said, no, I really don't care. And it didn't matter to me. And now I'm done with it. Texas's AD doesn't want Longhorn fans to fight with each other. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You are going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Traffic is building in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is building there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. Buying for a business. Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs. Plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com slash business batteries plus. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Join the fan for the Ozone Tailgate on Lane for the best game day tailgate in town. Catch the pregame show with Matty Ice and Tyvis Powell. Listen to live music and watch the game if you're not headed inside. Be sure to bring cash. Bring cash. Bring cash for your favorite tailgate refreshments. The Ozone Tailgate on Lane is sponsored by Kohler and Buckeye Power Sales, White Claw, your local Columbus Hyundai dealers, and Jack Daniels. See you on Saturday, losers. That's right. By the way, uh, I saw our guy Jensen Lewis, J. Lou, who was filling in this morning on Morning Juice with Brain and Beam. Uh, he is, of course, plugged in with the Indians, and he tweeted this out. Indians are going to be officially changing to the Guardians starting on Friday. They announced today that the transition will be across all digital and social media platforms. They will also have all the gear available at the team store starting November 19th, Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. at Progressive Field. So they, if you want to go, if you're looking to get some Guardians gear, maybe you are heading up to Cleveland anyway on Friday. I don't know. Go on up there, get some gear. There you go. I assume you can get it on the team shop online too, right? Yeah, This they're just saying that if you're local to Cleveland, that will be the first day it will be available in right. a store. They said it will be hitting other retailers next week, but... For like a week, the exclusive place to get it will be at the shop. At the I, w- I wonder how it's going to go from a merchandise standpoint, because of course there will be people resistant to this and they will want to buy any of the new stuff, but there's always a, a portion of the fan base that 
that gets anything new. Oh, sure. And, and they're going to be front and center trying to get this stuff. Well, you know, I think it, my, this is just anecdotal, but I think there will be a lot of people who will go through a year or two and say, no, I'm not buying anything new. I, I, it's not that I don't think they should change the name. I just don't like this name or I don't like this design or whatever it is. But you, you give it a couple years being on the field, everybody looking at it. I think that will eventually it will wear people down. That's usually how these things work. Yeah, I right? have I have talked to a couple fans that said, you know, I'm I understand why they did it. I'm not a big fan of the name change. I will not be getting any new gear. It has nothing to do with the Guardians. It has nothing to do with the logo. It's just that I don't want to give that ownership group any of my cash. There's that too. And, and let's be honest, if they had done the change it to pink and teal and fully rebrand with new colors and new everything, it'd be a lot harder to wear your old gear to the stadium, right? There are going to be a lot of people who would just say, well, I've got a hat with the C on it, or I've got some something that says Cleveland on it that's the same colors as this. It's different font, but I'm going to just go ahead and wear that. And yeah, I could see people saying initially, I don't want to buy it, but you're right. There'll be plenty of people that will, and I, I I'd probably do the same if I were a Cleveland Guardians fan. I'd be wanting to get the new stuff. Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte urged Longhorns fans yesterday not to splinter or pull apart, but rather support first-year football coach Steve Sarkeesian and the players during the program's worst losing streak in 65 years. Yeah. 65 years. Here's what Chris Del Conte has to say. I know we're all really disappointed, and there's a lot being said. But this is not a time to splinter or pull apart in any way. We need to stay positive and remain united as a Longhorn family. We know there are better days ahead. And I know y'all will continue to be the wind beneath our wings to help lead us there. All right. So much wrong with that. First things first. Del Monte, pineapple guy. Don't tell fans how to feel. All right. Don't tell fans they should be, you know, hey, let's lift everybody up. The worst losing streak in 65 years. You just lost to Kansas. There are certain depths. There are certain depths programs like Texas should never fall to. They're in one right now. I don't care. This is Sark's first year on the job. If I'm a Texas Longhorn fan, I am livid. Livid about the situation they're in right now. We have been told we, I don't know, why did I say it like that? I'm not a Longhorns fan, but I'm channeling one right now. We have been told that we have to be patient for five years with yeah, this program. Right. Well, and, and and that's the thing I think that most Texas fans are going to look at is we made the change because we thought we were going to get someone better than Tom Herman. And then what you got us was like basically Tom Herman in not even a different it's that you don't even have to go like one dimension over to like is that Tom Herman in another life it's like no it's it's like kind of dollar store Tom Herman is basically who they got or or Nordstrom Tom Herman if you're really high on Steve Sarkeesian like the point is it's just kind of a, a different version of the same kind of guy so the reality is they swung and missed on some big names they did not get the big name they thought they would obviously they had a delusion they were getting urban at some point that uh, that did not come to fruition. But Yeah, but explain something to me, because I don't get it. All right, this notion that the cupboard is bare and no one was there. Stick with us. Even uh, Del Monte Boys says, we have depth issues we need to overcome. Tell me how Tom Herman 
can go to Houston and get five-star guys. Yeah. Right? And and have recruiting classes at Houston. All of a sudden, he goes to the Texas Longhorns, and he can't recruit anybody. Are you really telling me there's no talent on that team at all? There's it's, nothing? There's There's got to be talent. It's Man, you know this, and I know this. When you watch any type of sport, pro, college, high school, whatever you watch, there is the talent portion of it that is extremely important. And then there is the part about how coachable are players, how much do they play well together? How good are the players that you get at in the moment, in the game, making the right decision more often than making the wrong decision when they have to make those decisions? All those things combine. And of course, like how's your strength and conditioning and everything else? I mean, I could see a scenario where Texas did take a little dip in recruiting given they changed coaches. And it's highly competitive in, for, for players in that state, let alone to get players from other areas to come to Texas. A lot of parents probably said, eh, we'll wait and see on what Steve Sarkeesian is. I think I'll send my kids somewhere else. And if we, if it turns out he's great, we could transfer in later. Meanwhile, then the guys you did have there have struggled to adopt the new system on, and, and be on the same page and all these other right, things. But, but that's the like, problem, though. My, my point is, Sark may be bad at this, and then also he may have a group of guys who don't play well together or who are just not the right fit for what he wants to do. And so that exacerbates the problem. It's not like, well, those guys are picking him up because the system's not great, but he's got some really talented guys. Texas is 2019 recruiting class. Number one in the big 12. Texas is 2020 recruiting class. Number one in the big 12. All right. And you're losing to Kansas. No, there's no excuse for losing there's, to Kansas. There's no excuse. It doesn't matter what year it is or no. if you're fifth in the Big 12 we, in recruiting. We, we talked about it briefly with Virginia Tech yesterday. And some of these programs, TCU, changing coaches. Should they be changing coaches? Are there, you know, are there visions too grand? Here's the problem, though. You only have to be as good as your competition. I don't think anybody's looking at Texas saying, why aren't you Alabama right now? But I think Texas fans are looking at themselves saying, we don't play in a very good conference. Why at least are we not second to Oklahoma right now? Right. Same thing with Virginia Tech. We play in a conference that has ACC, that has a Clemson in most years, not this year, and nobody else. And yet we're still not very competitive when it comes to challenging for an ACC championship. The worst part is getting talked, like if you're a fan of Texas, getting talked down by Chris Del Monte slash Del Conte, who is just saying, come on, fans, we need you to all band together. What? No, you don't. You need to put together a product on the field that I am excited about if I'm a Texas fan, right? Like, it's not my job to consistently rah-rah you into wins. You pay a guy millions of dollars to rah-rah players into wins and to organize the team in such a way that they do win more games than lose and also beat the likes of Kansas like that. That's not the fans job. The fans job is yes, to be loud. And, and when the game is going on, they're at the stadium. Sure. Cheer and all that stuff if you want to, but that's not why you're losing is because the fans are arguing online about whether or not Sark's the guy. We like that's not why you're losing together. So stupid. What did the pilgrims and the Indians do? Thanksgiving. What? Stay together. Sure. All right. Kind of. Don't make excuses. Don't no, make excuses. No excuse. Don't take out your pom-poms. I almost saw, said tampons. Well, you can take those that's, out that's if a, you want to. I don't that's, care. That's a different thing entirely. Wave those in the air.
Okay. That's what this team deserves. Pom Lose to Kansas. No, no. no wave, tampon. Wave. wave your tampons in the air. Why are there 70,000 people waving feminine napkins in the air? Because you lost to Kansas! That's why! Oh, yeah. College football, it's like, oh, that would never fly. Let's go over to Mississippi State where they're all ringing a cowbell. You got 60,000 people with a stupid bell. The Packers stole some money yesterday. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find a crash on James Road south of Steltzer Road. It is causing some slowdowns in this area. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. Plan on slowdowns for at least another 15 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitation supply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Never more than a few moments away from saying something stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Mike, we just had one of those moments in the studio where I went, and I made some weird noise, and you're like, what? Well, this is what you do all the time. You just look at your computer, you react to it audibly. And then I have to ask you what you're responding to. And more more often than not, it's, oh, this is funny, funny gif. <laughs> oh, you should have been there. First time I saw it, I laughed real uh-huh. hard. Yeah, yeah. What is it now? Well, it's, a, it's, it's not a funny gif. It is a staggering number. Michigan State, according to the Detroit, the, the what? Them, Them too. The Detroit Free Press. They say that Michigan State has offered Mel Tucker a 10-year $95 million contract. Holy. Blank and Blake. $95 million He's to coach Jimbo. Michigan State? He's Big Ten Jimbo without the national championship. You know, we, we got to recalibrate these discussions of where's the best place to coach. I'll tell you what. If you get $95 million for having like a nine-win season, 10-win season at Michigan State which is what it may end up being by the time it's all said and done. That's pretty good. I think we'll... Yeah, I that think, is pretty good. I mean... Remember, though... What's the pressure then at that point? Can't a playoff game because the pipes are going to freeze. <laughs> well... Remember that. I tweeted this out as soon as I saw it, and uh, one of our listeners, Bacon House, who's always good with a, a little bit of context, remembered something that I had forgotten about, and I'm sure most of our audience has, but... Here's here's a headline from the Detroit News from October 23rd of 2020. Do you remember where you were October of last year? I mean, 13 months ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Headline, a very sad day. Cash-strapped Michigan State cuts men's and women's swimming and diving savings of nearly $2 million. They They found 95. (laughs) They found $95 million 
13 months later <laughs> to keep Mel Tucker there. And you have to laugh because it's great. so stupid. This good is, for him. We Yes, good for good him. Good for him. But we said this last year when all that crap was going on, all these schools were like, well, we just don't know how we're going to make it through the pandemic. Time to go, women's lacrosse. Your day is here, field hockey. Gotta fire all the popcorn vendors. Right. And we were like, what, what about... Like dropping all these coaches' salaries by like two thirds, and it's like, well, they that what they did. A lot of schools was say, well, we'll take away their performance bonuses, ah, or we'll reduce their like five million a year they get down to four point five million, and then they cut things like swimming and said, yeah, look at this, we're 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 finding our way because we got to make it, got to make ends meet. They they also this ninety five million dollars according to the story is being covered at least in part by two alumni. All right, Matt Ishbia and Steve Saint Andre will donate the private funding to the university. Matt Ishbia played at Michigan. He's State, an didn't interesting he? story, dude. That guy, yes, he played basketball at Michigan State, then got involved with a, a startup type company early on in its founding. I don't think he founded Dogecoin. It. Yeah. That- he was all in on Shiba Inu. <laughs> anyway, to the moon. Elon Musk winked at it, so it's got to be worth something. Uh, anyway, so Matt Ishbia got in with this company, had like a business degree, did pretty well with this company. They took it public, and now it's one of the biggest like wholesale lenders in the country, and he is now worth $6 billion. Let him live, man. So let him live. good for that dude, right? He's got but, some cash. I'm going to start my own Bitcoin. Yar? Yeah. What are you, you going to call it? Chimdi Chekwa. Chimdi Chekwa. <laughs> well, you got to give him a cut then. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you do. You're naming it after Chimdi Chekwa. Chimdi Chekwa. And Chekwa. My guy. I'm just saying, like, you think, uh, you think the, uh, you think the, well, we don't have to get into this, but all I will say is on the uh, digital currency, crypto, like, Maybe you should start naming them after famous athletes because you want yours to take off. Like name it after somebody that's really well known, and people Ryan will just buy Hamby. it. Who Ryan, is that? Ryan, oh, Hamby? Ryan Hamby? No, I don't know if Ryan Hamby's the, uh, he's fine. I don't know if he's the level of player we're talking about here. Lionel Ross. Now, there, now there's a guy. I keep going. Bam Childers. <laughs> Lionel Ross knows a thing or two about alternate currencies, doesn't he? The strip club <laughs> cash. Good call, buddy. Ben Hartsock. By the way, let him live. Who cares? Why are we so... We get, I should let that go. It was 20 years ago. Who gives a crap? Because oh, it's, you know... Let Lido when, Ross live. When we're trying... That's what I what say. We're let let letting him live. We're not yeah. putting him in jail. I don't know why I had to bring that up 20 years later, but I did. I felt you, compelled to do it. You use strip club cash as regular currency. You get to be mocked. That's, that's part <laughs> of the punishment. <laughs> but I just want to be clear. Strip club cash in 2021 still gets you mocked. A coin with a dog face on it you might well be the richest man in the world. Steve Belisari. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, Packers stole some money yesterday, so they opened up shares. All right, You can buy shares of the Green Bay Packers that hold no value whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe you're saying, well, wh- yeah. what if someday you sell the team? Nope. No, no, they're not worth anything. These are worth nothing. They give you a piece of paper. You pay them money. They say, congratulations, you own a share of the Green Bay Packers. You you get paid no dividends, nothing. They sold 83,000 shares. Wow. 83,000 wow. shares yesterday worth $25 million. By the way, each share is 300 bucks, and 
there's a $35 handling fee for each certificate issued. Wow. What happens is they drop him off at Brett Favre's house. He rubs <laughs> every one on his balls and then gives them to you. And then he forgets to send back his portion to a charity. Good call. Or a state government or whatever it was. He's got 19 copper bracelets on his shaft and he just rubs <laughs> it on your share. <laughs> and then you get it. Boy, they stole They stole money yesterday. You, you buried the lead there. 19? Wow. Good for... Let him well, live. He tried. We, we, one's good. 19 <laughs> have to be better. I'm just saying, where are you putting all those? How is that all fitting on there? I've seen these bracelets. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good for... Double digits, at least. That's a lot. Is it stealing, though, if people just willingly send you money for a useless what, piece of paper? the Packers thing? Yeah. No, it's not. No, dude, these look, are just dumb listen, people. I, I have felt this way. Like, we talk about those NFTs all the time, where maybe that will be the next thing. I don't know. But there are people drawing faces of God knows what, like a whale with like a you know skater hat and a tattoo on his cheek, and they put it online, and some guy's like, that's worth $350,000. I want to buy it. And this guy's like, all right, I'll take you $350,000. Did he? Did that artist who made that steal $350,000? No. He put some dumb thing out online, and someone else is like, that's worth a lot of money. I will gladly pay whatever you want for that. That's what the Packers are doing. It is stupid to buy it, other than, again, like we said yesterday, if you just want to buy a gift for someone or yourself to say, I'm a Packers fan and this shows my loyalty. I burned $300 for no good reason in honor of my love for the Packers. Why don't you buy two jerseys? I, I agree. Do that. I would much rather have that. At least you can wear that. If the Browns ever do this, please no one buy and send me anything like that. But yeah, buy me a, a whole bunch. Buy me $300 worth of apparel. You know what? I have an announcement to make. Okay. I'm open for business. You selling shares of your show of no, yourself? I'm not do I'll do maybe I'll do that. Okay. What I'm gonna do is sell an NFT of this. He's the senior hurler. Anybody who wants to buy me saying senior hurler. He's the senior hurler. Get in touch with me. I'll sell it to you. I'll sell the rights to you. What if they want a personalized version of that? Would that then be a cameo? What I don't know. Like if you just Whatever said you senior hurler to them and sent it, that's now a cameo and an NFT? I don't know. I don't it's know. Not, none of it's on the blockchain yet, so you got to do that. That's the first thing He's I He's the senior hurler. Get in touch with me. I was nervous watching Michigan last night. I will tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on East Broad Street at Hamilton Road. Traffic is slow in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful over here in the meantime. You'll also find some slowdowns on I-71 northbound between I-70 and Spring Street. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. Buying for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs. Plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com slash business. Batteries Plus. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Wednesday. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer from Arizona coming up at 534. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Show at 6. 7 o'clock, Inside Edge. Jackets conversation. 8 o'clock, 11 Warriors Radio Hour. 9 o'clock, Browns Preview Show. 10 10 o'clock, Mel Tucker will also be on this radio station because he now has... Or is going to get $95 million and he's bought airtime just to say, Let him live. Nana, nana, boo, boo. Like, you, you suck, Ohio State. Get ready. Like, I don't know. He's just smack talking for an hour because apparently he has more money than God. If this Michigan State story is true, they've offered Mel Tucker $95 million and I cannot put my head around that. Uh, I can't put my head around the Jets starting Joe Flacco this weekend, but they are. Yes. They have, uh, they have decided bad. that Mike White is too bad. Through Boy. four picks last week, and so it's Joe Flacco time because Zach Wilson is still ouchy. Yeah, that's uh, the Mike. The Mike White Rose has uh, lost all of its petals very quickly. Okay, <laughs> is Mike White going to be a guy in this league? Probably not. But Mike White can still throw the ball down the field. Maybe, unfortunately, he throws it to the other team too often. Hey, man. Joe Flacco cannot throw it more than 11 yards in the air. I picked 11 out of my ass. I don't know why I said 11, 10, 15. Well, that was Take your pick. the last time we saw him, which was a couple years ago, right? I mean, it's been a while since he's even been on a field. I don't know what he looks like. He right played now. Uh, last week, actually. He was on, in on the final series oh, and okay. led him to a touchdown. Though. Yeah, he threw like three passes. Yeah, all right, all right. sorry. So I apologize. Let you know. Or fine. Before that, nothing. Robert Sowell's an idiot. I'm in league now with horse teeth Rex Ryan. I don't. <laughs> he's an idiot. I don't know if he's an idiot. He's saying I need another first round pick. We might have screwed up this quarterback situation. Yeah, Let's go get another one. You know, I just I can't get over that man. Because I, I I saw something the other day where it's like, oh, the Jets going to be in the market for another quarterback. Damn next right, year. they might be. Grown they man, might be. Grown man toddler hasn't even played like four full football games in Zach Wilson. He's been hurt. Yeah, guess what? You can go get another guy this year, and they can both fight it out in training camp. That's what you can do. Now, I'm not saying that's they the smartest decision. They must be so decision. good at every other position, too, where a first-round pick wouldn't help. I know. I know, man, but they look at the quarterback position, a lot of coaches and GMs now, and say, well, your rookie quarterback doesn't cost you anything. All right. I think it's more likely this. I think it's more likely the Jets would go out this offseason and try to lure someone to come there, but... Again, I don't know who's going to... No one's going there. Like anybody of any talent that's going to be available, be that Aaron Rodgers or Russell no, Wilson. The, the team around they're not him go would suck. To New York to then play for a crappy team. No. So, yeah, I don't know what the solution is. I was watching Michigan basketball last night. Usually, when uh, Meat Chicken loses, I get happy. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of that because they lost last night. But they lost to Seton Hall, who I, I thought was really good playing yeah, that they game were. and the Buckeyes have Seton Hall next week and I'm nervous about that Seton Hall has like five grad transfers they, they know do. what they know what the hell they're doing they played a really good basketball game last night yeah they had uh, Jared Roden who looked really good for them who I got to see I didn't watch the game but I did catch some highlights and he played well this is yeah this is going to be a tough matchup the the next few you've got on the schedule going to be going to be tough matchups including tomorrow night at Xavier 
I mean, you got Xavier, you got Seton Hall, and then one more possibly after that, depending, or one more definitely. No, you right? will have one more. It'll be we either just don't know who it is. Florida or Cal. Probably right. be Florida because Cal's bad. And then you come back here for Duke? Yes. So this is a stretch. <laughs> this is a stretch full of games. Well, Holtman was talking today, and I'm sure Timmy will have more on this at 6 o'clock tonight, but he was talking about Justice Suing, who is seeing specialists. And, you know, we thought it was a groin, and maybe it was, but now what I'm hearing is lower leg for Justice Suing. And Holtman says that there will be another update about him before the game tomorrow. Let's hope they can get him back, man, because the... The dynamic of this team, if if Justice Suing is going to be the guy that he's looked to be at times, right? This is also assuming that his development continues and he gets continually of course, better. Of but course. If all that can happen, then you have another scoring option who even might be able to develop into a primary scoring option alongside EJ. But without that, you are then asking like Michi Johnson possibly to become Michi. your second guy. Or Malachi Branham might have to be that guy. I don't think Wheeler's the guy as far as scoring. Now, one him on the floor for his defense, seems to get the ball moving in the offense pretty well. Maybe he will show us that offensive side of his game that we have not really seen yet. But you're going to need someone else to score the rock. You're not going to have a guy going for 30 and EJ Liddell every single night. That's just not likely. NFL media guys continue to be dumb. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on James Road south of Steltzer Road. It is still causing some backups in that area. Please be careful as they continue to get things cleaned up. You'll also find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Avoid the gridlock of having to sort through hundreds of resumes to find great people. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. To find your next great hire, visit Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Wednesday. Go to wherever you get your audio. Search Common Man and T-Bone. You will see our cartoon faces pop up. And click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a nice review. We appreciate it. Uh, Media people are really stupid, man. People who should know better, who cover this game. I was on CBSSports.com today. And they had a mock draft, an early 2022 NFL mock draft. Mm-hmm. They had the Browns with the 16th pick in the draft. Drafting Kenny Pickett, quarterback from Pitt. And the headline was, 
The rebuild starts now. Uh. <laughs> Let's discuss. All right? Look, I'm not saying Baker should get a big contract. I've been the one saying there's no rush on this, and there's not. But let's say they decide Baker is not the guy. And all the veteran quarterbacks that are on the market next offseason, they kick the tires on those guys, but none of them want to come to Cleveland, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or whoever else you think may be available, right? They don't want to go to Cleveland. The Browns will not be rebuilding with a rookie quarterback. The Browns are in their winning window. So it's either going to be a name that you've heard of, a veteran name that you heard of as a starting quarterback for the Browns next year, or it will be Baker in his fifth year. Yeah, I I, I can't, and I don't know how that's all going to work, right? Because, yes, they can tag Baker and give him another year. Well, they don't have to tag him next year. He's under contract no, you're next right. year. That's right. He'll next have... year is year five. The year after you yes, can tag him. That's right. Um, I, I, here's what I don't know, though. Is Baker going to say, He's not really in a position to, I wouldn't think. You're exactly right. That I demand some kind of extension, even if it is not like $100 million or anything like that. Is he going to say, I want some years added on? I know the position you're in. I I think it'll be weird because you will have the opportunity, presumably this offseason, to pitch those available players and say, do you want to come to Cleveland and make those overtures? And then if you don't make that happen... Then you have to go back to Baker Mayfield and say, hey, so you're good playing on your last year of your deal, right? And he might say, uh, no, I'm not actually. I feel like I've given enough to this organization. I want some money. I want to, I want another year. You just went out and shopped for my replacement. You don't think I want some security after that? And I don't know how that goes. Maybe, maybe Baker won't do that because he's just the type of guy who says, yeah, I'll prove it to you next year. And you'll sign a big deal after that. Maybe. But if, if he has an agent, I'm guessing his agent would say, Baker, you need to get something out of this. We can't just go into year five of your contract. That's with nothing fine. Else. I just, I don't think he has a lot of leverage. And look, that's why I'm not in the front office because I would play chicken with these guys. And maybe that's not the right business move because if Baker and his agent wants to throw a temper tantrum about how he deserves more, I'd say, all right, well, I guarantee I'm going to tag you after this year too. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> you want you want to sit out and forfeit that money? Go ahead, it's on you. Yeah, you're. You know, right. Kirk I, I Cousins know. bitch and moan every single year too, but he showed up to work. Yeah, and they I, tagged him twice. I understand that, and maybe Baker will do that. I don't know. All I'm saying is, it's not just about what happens with Baker. It is also about the guys on the team who are sitting there saying, you know, because you have heard this from a lot of players, a lot of players who have already come out and said, I don't know why Baker doesn't have his deal done yet. You know, this this is a guy we believe in. We know he's the the guy here. He's the right guy to lead this team. We all believe in him. I'm glad they're so confident. I, 500 football team wants to tell you how it is. I agree with you, but there is an injury factor that a lot of... I'm telling you, man, there are a lot of people in that locker room who I still believe believe in Baker, whether they should or not. It's not about what should be done. I'm with you if this is all just names on a sheet of paper and we don't have to, like... Look anybody in the eye and tell them, hey, actually, we're not going to give you any more than what you already are on the hook for. I don't know how that plays out. I'm saying that is a risk they take. So maybe there is a chance that they say, well, Baker is very disgruntled to help us in the negotiations. If they're in a position to draft a quarterback next year, they might take one and say, yeah, sure. All right. Let's bring that guy in, not for a rebuild, but to make sure Baker understands where he is in this whole thing. And you better come up here and play, because if not, we did draft a guy who can come out there and 
we believe in him being able to start too. I think there is no way they take a quarterback in the first I'm round. I'm saying there's like no a way. 5% chance. All right. That's what Same I'm amount of chance Buckeyes make the playoffs? 5%? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Or real 5%. Yeah, real 5%, I'll say. Uh, We talked about Duke last segment. Buckeyes have Duke. When is that? Uh, Next. Thursday? It's this month. 28th? The 30th. 30th. It's a a week from this coming Monday, right? I believe. It's a Monday night game. I want to say. Be a Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, fine. Two weeks from yesterday. This is very stupid. Anyway. Duke is having an issue involving Coach K's grandson who plays on the team and a DUI charge. Well, let's let's all be very clear here about who does what. So, yes, Michael Savarino is Mike Shashevsky's grandson. I like that name. What? Savarino? Michael Savarino. Okay. Um, Michael Savarino last year played in two games. He averaged two minutes per game. This year, he's played in one game for four minutes total. So, not exactly a huge part of their offense. However, he was in a car and actually was driving the car of a guy by the name of Paolo Banchero, who if you're not a college basketball fan, you've not been paying attention to this guy. He is the star freshman for Duke, who was picked as the best player in the ACC prior to this season. And again, please note that I said he is a freshman. Let him live. So... He is a highly touted recruit coming in and very talented, right? Well, both guys were arrested early Sunday morning um, and then charged and uh, Paolo Banchero was released. He was cited and released. Savarino was actually booked, but both charged with crimes around a DWI. So Savarino's driving a car of Paolo Banchero. It's 1.10 in the morning when they were pulled over, and he got popped for DWI, the grandson of Coach K. The star guard, who was also in the car, was charged with aiding and abetting a DWI. And I went and looked this up because I've never heard of that. Apparently, that's a thing in North Carolina. I don't know if it is here. I don't think it is. But what that basically means, according to all the articles I read, they said usually when people are cited for that, doesn't mean it happened in this case, usually when people are cited for that, it's they let a drunk person drive their car knowing that they themselves could not drive the car because they're drunk, and so they gave the keys willingly to someone who also was drunk. So it sounds like it's at least some way to cut down on if you're driving the car drunk and you get pulled over and you switch seats or something, That could be a potential reason you get this charge. Could be just you gave the keys to the guy and said, drive me home. And he said, I'm drunk too. And you go, yeah, but not as drunk as me. That's still not great. So the charges are pending. Obviously, we'll see what happens in the legal matter. But what's weird is what Coach K said, because last night they played Gardner-Webb. And I was looking at their schedule when this news came down. They played Gardner-Webb last night, Lafayette on Friday night, Citadel on Monday. Oh, you got to get your stars in for those that trio. And then Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, you play Friday after Thanksgiving. And I yesterday said, well, I'm going to guess all lessons will have been learned for all parties involved by the time we get to Gonzaga three games from now. Right, right. right. Turns out lessons were learned even quicker than that because Paolo Benchero played last night after being in this car and being charged with a crime. Hmm. Uh, So... Apparently, Coach K said this after the game when asked My about sore. Well, he's, he may have said that. 
After uh, beating Gardner-Webb by like a billion points, he was asked, why did Paolo Banchero play? He said, quote, we had a violation of our standards and we'll handle that internally. We're already handling it. Uh, And he said of the decision to start Banchero while not letting Savarino play at all, he said two entirely different situations. Headlines might make it look like it's the same, but it's not. The decisions we made are in conjunction with my superiors and we're taking action. My butt sore. Okay. So again, to recap, Coach K's grandson is in the car as the driver, but he's driving Paolo Banchero's car. Banchero's the star. Coach K's grandson is a nobody. Grandson gets popped for DWI. Star player gets a aiding and abetting charge, which is less than. And then Coach K says, oh, these are two different situations. Wouldn't you just cover your ass considering it was Garner Webb yeah, on the schedule last night? Just, and just say, hey, him. look. I'm going to deal with my grandson, of course. He's a member of this team. He's also a member of my family. He's going to have to deal with me. And at least, you know, we have a violation of our code of conduct here. Yeah. Right? Where it's like he was somewhere he shouldn't be. He was drinking. And so even though he wasn't driving the car, he's not going to play tonight either. And he'll learn his lesson. Yeah, again, I still cynically would say, I don't know if that does teach the lesson. Okay, but, but it, yes, you, you just can see do it the to timing, cover your ass. The timing would be perfect to even say, I, in fact, I'm giving him a two-game suspension because I don't know what this says about his legal status. I'm not here to judge that, but I am here to say I'm frustrated with him even being in a position where that can be in right, question. exactly. And that's it. Now, uh, that did not happen. He played. I would say the thing that's probably different is also like, their star power and their ability to play. Uh, by the way, Michael Savarino, his mom, Coach K's daughter, is an associate AD at the school. So this is all kinds of just family business going on here. All right, That's let just, him live. Man, good for them. U.S. soccer ties Jamaica in World Cup qualifying yesterday. And yeah. I saw that Canada beat Mexico in the seven-degree mm-hmm. cold in beat Edmonton. Two to one. Uh, don't look now, but Canada leading the group. For World Cup qualifying, the USA is second, only a point behind. If they could have found a way to beat Jamaica, which they should have been able to do. It kind of sucks they got a tie. But it was on the road. That always makes it difficult. If they had gotten the two points extra they would have got for a win, they'd obviously be in first place. So opportunity lost there. Mexico is in third, a point behind the U.S. So, Look, I know it's not up to the home country where you play these games, right? Yeah. That's why they chose Edmonton. Yes, they Canada chose as, did. as a northern a city as they could find. Right. It was going to be very, very cold, but, you know, like, is there a limit? Could you just go out there and say, hey, we're playing in a hurricane. Deal with it. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, I don't know if you can you predict a hurricane. I mean, you have to set the game. Well, like, you, well, you rent out George <laughs> Bush's weather machine. You create a snow cane what you can't in do, Edmonton. You cannot, like, the week before the game say, oh, looks like inclement weather is going to be in Miami. We're, we're going to move the game down there now. Like, you can't do that. You have to set it well in I know. And look, I don't, don't want to give a pass to the Mexicans and say, oh, the poor Mexicans, these are the same people who chant homophobic things and throw bags of pee at well, American some, some fans. Some of the but, fans of Mexico do that. And but it's, and it's awful. Yes. It was seven degrees. Is there is there a cold limit I mean, if it was negative 10, would they go out there and play then? There's, yeah. It's, Everybody's I, skin is purple? Here's what it's ultimately up to. It's ultimately up to the referee and the match officials to say, this is unsafe to play. Yeah, but the referee had a big moose head hat on. <laughs> it was actually a moose. They had the game officiated by an actual <laughs> moose. So, 
It was just the terrifying. The moose is going Everyone. to VAR. God, I have a moose fact I just learned today that I need to share with what? you, but I don't think we have time. What? Is it a long fact? Okay, it's this. Did you know? Because moose, people, they're, they're huge. Like, go look up a moose. Yeah, if you're moose not big, breaking No, 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 but not like, not big like a big deer. I'm talking like bigger than your pickup truck. I know, they're huge. moose are big. Moose also have the ability, and they apparently do this at lakes where they are living near. They will swim down sometimes 20 feet underwater to get underwater foliage. Wow. They like to eat stuff. 20 feet they can yes. swim. What? They have hooves. I don't know how they do it. How do they do it with hooves? But I saw this was posted online and someone brought up the excellent point that imagine if you were like diving in a lake and you had the equipment to do that and you were just down there and you're like, bah, 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 and then all of a sudden it's There's like, a moose. what is this giant thing? Oh my God, it's a moose coming at me under the water. I thought I was safe. The NFL is worried about Thanksgiving. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still being worked on on James Road, south of Stelzer Road. It is taking quite some time to get this one clear. Please be careful in the meantime as traffic continues to slow down. And more slowdowns expected on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. Buying for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all of your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs. Plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com business. Batteries Plus. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Join the fan for the Ozone Tailgate on Lane for the best game day tailgate in town. Catch the pregame show with Matty Ice and Tyvis Powell. Listen to live music and watch the game if you're not headed inside. Be sure to bring cash. Bring cash. Bring cash money for your favorite tailgate refreshments. The Ozone Tailgate on Lane is sponsored by TNT Equipment, Pepsi Zero, Capital City Concrete, and Corona. See you on Saturday. And if you don't have any cash, hit up a Michigan State booster because they apparently have lots of it available. Yes. They are giving Mel Tucker $90 million. $95 I'm sorry. I million dollars. sold him short. $95 million. This is an extension of $95 million, too. So it's it's spread out over many years. I think oh, over 10 years. But thank, thank God. It is. it is, and, and good for him. It makes him the highest paid African-American, if, if he accepts this, highest paid African-American coach in American sports. Good for him. He, he should take, he should run to sign that contract. And, and good for him for getting it done. But that is a lot of money for any college head coach. Michigan State is not a program I expected to spend $95 million on a head coach. Before we talk about uh, the NFL and Thanksgiving and ramped up testing, I saw today that uh, crew chief business officer and executive vice president Steve Lyons, also former Major League Baseball player Steve Lyons, <laughs> no, took down his pants at first base. Not, not the same guy. Not him. Uh, he's getting, I guess, I don't know, kicked upstairs. He's getting a senior advisor 
title. Yeah. And so hard to say what to make of this. Yeah, he he's the guy who basically was in charge of the fact that it's called Lower.com Field. The well, fact here's that, what I know, was going to ask you. Nationwide on the jersey as a sponsor. Like, that's his job is drawing in sponsorships right. and corporate partners. Assume, and he did that. I assume his job is also signing off on a rebrand. And I, I yeah. wonder if this is the Haslam's way of saying, hey, you know, we don't like the way things worked out anyway with this rebrand. So we're going to kick this guy upstairs and somebody else is going to do his job. Sorry, crew fans. Sorry you hate our logo. Well, I don't know the answer on that because, first of all, you know, these logo redesigns take a long time to happen. He was put in charge of, you know, chief business officer. I think he got that role in the summer of 2019. The logo obviously was pretty much done in January of this past year, right? So, I mean, there's there's time that he could have been involved in making that a thing. I mean, it certainly is enough time to have started that process it or at least move oversee forward. it. It doesn't move forward, though, without his stamp of approval. I would guess he would be one of the people involved. But I guess my question is this, and I don't know the answer, right? He gave that interview we talked about a couple weeks ago where he said, you know, other than our, you know, some of our core fans, everybody else is really embracing this new logo, which we made fun of and said, there's no way that's Steve, true. Steve, sucks, Steve. I Just volunteer my services. To be the chief business officer? Well, you know, in charge of things. Oh, in you charge know, of the chief a, in charge of things. Pulse, pulse for the people. Pulse okay. of the people. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, why would you bring in a slick guy who knows what, he, guy or gal? who knows what they're doing, went to business school, presumably, when you can hire someone with no education. Mm, but, yeah. hey man, when it comes to branding, I do this for a living. It's true. You, I, I you could help brand with that. Brand us. I, we brand this show. Yeah, We've made it palatable for enough of you for almost 20 years. So you're telling me I don't know what people want? I in guarantee Columbus, you, Ohio, you, I think you put that you put that logo in front of me. I take a crap on it and send it right back. Well, that's that's what bothers me so much about that process is at every step where they engaged fans, the crew were asked, does this work for you? And the crew fans that they talked to limited numbers as they were said, please, for the love of God, don't do this. It's a terrible idea. You will face massive backlash if you do it. No pun intended. And it would be ill-advised on every level to change the logo of this team. And they were like, yeah, cool, we're doing it anyway. So was Steve Lyons involved in that? I have no idea. But it would be hard to believe that someone as prominent in the front office as he is. Same with Tim Bezbachenko. Tim Bezbachenko is in charge of, among other things, getting deals done for players. Right? He's in charge of making sure the scouting is good. But if you think that Tim Bezbachenko didn't have something to say about that logo... It's it's laughable to me. He would he would be involved. I would assume Steve Lyons would have seen it, and any of them could have said, and maybe they did, to be fair. Maybe they all told the Haslams, this is bad, it's stupid, don't do this. Yeah, you're right. And the Haslams right. may have said, we like it, you guys would just have to deal. And if that's the case, that's the case. Nothing he could do. So I'm not going to grill Steve Lyons and say he's, you know did a bad job. He did a great job getting corporate sponsors for this team. The logo thing is a failure of that club, and I don't know who to pin it on, but it certainly is something that the club failed at. The NFL's worried about Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving approaching and COVID-19 cases rising again nationwide, the NFL on Tuesday night issued a memo to its teams detailing changes to protocols, including mandatory testing for all players and staff the Monday and Wednesday after the holiday. 
and mandatory mask wearing for all players and staff while inside club facilities from November 25th through December 1st, regardless of vaccination status. Also effective November 29th, all NFL teams will be required to have video cameras installed in their weight rooms and cafeterias, including weight rooms that are outdoors or in practice bubbles. Teams must retain video from those cameras for 30 days in case the league requests to view it for the purpose of finding out whether people are following mask requirements at team facilities. All right. So those are fairly stringent. Yeah, uh, they're getting serious, rules, man. It would seem like, yeah. And maybe you're saying, well, they just want to cover their own ass and get these games on TV so they can make money. Yes. Yeah. That's, but that's they are, exactly are right. going to do that. Ultimately, though, it benefits the fans. Because you want as many of your guys to play as humanly possible, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think at the end of the day, whether it's fair or not, or whatever the case is, the league has a lot of rules that are geared around making sure the games get played and that there is an integrity to the games, obviously with you know, they don't want to see somebody cheating or anything like that. So that that's their whole business. I mean, you don't make tens of billions of dollars a year with this TV contract and everything else involved. You don't do that if you're not able to deliver on the game. So that is the NFL's number one priority, and it always will be. There is a big game tonight that I admittedly will not watch, but we'll talk about it coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups in westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. And slowdowns expected on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Those are five-minute delays in all those areas. Starbuck Report is sponsored by Dunkin'. The holidays call for Dunkin's new holiday blend coffee. Enjoy a warming blend with notes of molasses and dried fruit to spark your holiday hustle. Sip through the holidays with a $2 medium holiday blend coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Only on a with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Good news, Bone. What's that, man? Spring football is back. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. You mean the spring game? No. Oh. I mean, that'll be back, too. Sure, yeah. Fox is launching a new version of the USFL in April. It's back. Yes, it will kick off in April. Fox Sports, the sole owner of the league. Uh, We don't know how many teams it's going to be. That's a good... We don't know how many games they're going to play. It's only going to start in like four months, so that's great. Yeah. Wouldn't you think if you're going to roll out an announcement, you'd at least be like, yes, here are the team names. Here are who we have signed no, up to be we coaches. Don't, we don't know where the teams are going to be. We don't even know what cities they're playing in. That's no. all. This is all good. But uh, Fox intends to televise the games. Good call since they own it. Well, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> they're going to let NBC take it. Yeah, we do know that Daryl Johnston 
is the executive VP of football operations. Okay. And Mike Pereira is the head of officiating. Oh, good. Well, hey, Teddy's guy. So this is basically like, hey, if you're a Fox TV personality, you might get a chance to be involved in this league, right? Because Daryl Johnson was is still he's on still Fox. there. Yeah, yeah. he's he's doing Mike games Pereira now. Obviously, is so. All right. Does that mean Colin Cowherd's eventually going to coach one of these teams? Is that where we're heading? I don't, I hope not. Yes. Good times. Yeah. Hope they get Bob Stoops back out of retirement to <laughs> coach one of these teams. He did well, the XFL. Yeah, and he's he's on uh, the college football yes, broadcast. Yes, Big Nooner. Here's the thing. Um, we have talked about this before. I will pitch it again until someone actually realizes this is the way to go. You need to stop thinking of spring football in this country. Stop worrying about that. Stop trying to make it a thing. If you want spring pro football to happen, go to Europe. Uh, NFL Europe happened already, T-Bone. It didn't mm. work. You know what else didn't work? The XFL. Twice. Like you're the people making that argument are saying it from looking at it 25 years ago. Right, you can't compare. You cannot compare. And if you're going to tell me you can't try that idea again, it already happened and failed. Then why are you trying to make an American Spring Football League happen? Go to Europe where the game has been tremendously grown in part because of that NFL Europe experience. Bring it back or bring something back like that and say these are the guys who will be playing in the NFL, some of them very soon, and go to places like Munich, go to places, yes, like London, go to a few other towns where you say there is an appetite for football, we know it, and we're bringing in, we're going to put this money behind it, but we're going to do that in Europe on European networks, and we'll broadcast it over here in the mornings so football fans can get up well, before they even start their day, flip on, watch a game at 9 a.m., and then go on and do stuff. You know what else we didn't have 25 years ago? When the first version of NFL Europe was upon us, it was broadcast television and it was ESPN. And if one of those entities didn't want to broadcast your thing, well, then you were crap out of luck. Now you've got streaming on Peacock. You've got Amazon spending tons of money. You've got all these streaming services, not to mention FS1 and CBS Sports Network that are just thirsty for any type of programming. There would be a market for morning oh, yeah. football from these television networks. You, know you would be able to sell this. This is... I'm so I'm so mad. I should just I should get a plane ticket and fly over there cuz here's the thing you do. You don't even bother calling them like, "Oh, it's the the Munich Marauders." No, like forget that. You call it Bayern Munich American Football Club. Like Bayern Munich, uh I don't know, Borussia Dortmund American Football Club, Tottenham American Football Club, Manchester United American Football Club. You make those jerseys, you put that logo on a football jersey, put it on the side of a helmet, and you say, here you go. And then in England, that is how they do things. They have sports clubs that have these logos. Real Madrid has a basketball team. You know it as a soccer team. They also have basketball. Do that with football in like 10 or 12 markets, you will get the local audience. You don't need to fill up the soccer stadium with 60,000 people. Put it at a smaller venue that maybe you'll get 10,000 and pack it out. Make it a fun event, but make sure you got a TV camera platform and a place for the broadcasters and get an uplink over here so that you can put that on in the morning. People will watch that. I promise you they will. Big one tonight. Cavs on the road in Brooklyn, Cavs and Nets, 7.30. I was watching uh, the Stephen A. First Take show yes. today because it was punishment, or I was at a restaurant that had it on. <laughs> sure, either way. But 
he was talking about the the Nets and the the uh, what are they called Warriors? Yeah, I don't last know why night. I was going to say Wizards. That was stuck in my head. Warriors <laughs> from right. last night. That was the big game last and night. And how yeah. Steph Curry had nine threes, and you know it was a game for a while. Then Kevin Durant didn't show up in the third quarter, and Stephen A was saying that Kevin Durant should request a trade. Okay. Because he's playing on a crappy team, and Kyrie lied to him. He was sold a bill of goods. He's too good for this situation. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but to defend Kyrie for a moment, and you know me and Kyrie, no likey as well, far as... Well, did, you did likey. Well, I love... No, no, no. I love his game. Do I think he's made the best decisions in his life? No. Do I agree with everything that comes out of his mouth? No. If you'd like to understand that stance further, see my takes with Allen Iverson, who I also adore as a player still to this day, but don't always agree with everything he does or says. Anyway, I don't think that's necessarily something that you should demand a trade for. You can't. Kyrie didn't know that they were going to put all these different mandates in and then that he would decide he didn't want to do it. Situation happened and he made a choice. You can't then demand a trade because of that. I think that's kind of weird. But. Is Kevin Durant going to go to a place where he doesn't go 0 for 8 in a third quarter of a nationally televised game where everyone's paying attention? Because that's what happened last night. Mike, I watched this Warriors team dominate the Nets in the third quarter. I watched that whole game. And the Nets are good. They have a lot of pieces. They are one of the best teams in the NBA. The Warriors are the best team in the NBA as of November 17th. That does not mean they will be the best in June. They are the best right now. And Steph Curry is... I, I don't even know how to quantify what this man is doing. I saw some of the shots he hit last night. It's like, Absolutely. It's like video game stuff. Dude, he he had one where he crosses midcourt and he starts, you can tell he's setting his feet for a three from, again, the logo, which he does all the time. And he had not one, two Nets players running at him like it was the last second of a game where they're leading by two and he's at the three-point line. Like, they were running at him, not just letting him shoot from out there. They were trying to block his shot because they knew he's a threat from there. He hit it in their face with two guys running at him. I think one was Blake Griffin. Like they're they're putting the biggest guys they can find, the fastest, tallest people they can, and they're having him run at him at forty feet from the hoop, and he squares up like he is hitting a twelve foot jumper, and it doesn't even touch the rim going through. You mentioned he had nine threes last night. Saw a stat today, active NBA players with games where they have hit nine or more threes in their career. All right. I think LeBron has like four. Melo has like five or six. James Harden has half a dozen or seven. Durant, I think somewhere in that range too. All these guys in single digits. Still impressive to hit nine threes in a game multiple times. Steph Curry, the only player in double digits. He has 34 of those such games. 34. 34 games where he has hit nine plus three pointers in the NBA. There's no, I, and by the way, if you've not watched basketball since like the Cavs went to the finals, Steph Curry has put like 20 pounds all in his arms. I don't know. He has shoulders and biceps now that would make a lot of people jealous. Like he is not, he never was a skinny guy, but I think sometimes he got the vibe because he was just this three point yeah. guy. Like, no, he is. All hands on defense. He is active and knocking away passes. All right. This dude is the runaway 
10, 15 games into the season candidate for MVP. His, his shots when they go in, too, it's like they're dropped from angels. They're beautiful. I almost, I, I'm I almost hate... waiting for the net to catch on fire, like in an NBA Jam game. Yes. It, well, he had, he had one. Again, please understand, it pains me to say all of this because I have not been the biggest Steph Curry fan over the years, but I can't deny what I'm seeing, which is this is one of the best shooters to ever exist on planet Earth when it comes to putting a basketball through a hoop. You could put him in any era. Now, it wouldn't matter if you put him in the 50s because what's he going to do? Hit a bunch of two-pointers that are from 80 feet? Right, like, he hit long two-pointers. He would do it, but it wouldn't matter. I'm just saying, like, th- there's no precedent for a guy shooting as well as this. But, no, he had one last night where they blew the whistle, and he just kind of threw it up like he was throwing a ball as high as he could in the air in the gym and just going to let it come down. It dropped straight through. I don't even think the net moved. It went straight through the net. And <laughs> then he just laughed, and the crowd, the crowd in Brooklyn, this was in Brooklyn, and they were cheering louder when he hit a three than they were for anything else. Everyone there was, like, there to watch Steph. It was amazing. On campus, all the news and notes you need coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident on I-71 northbound at 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Main Street in this area, and it is still building over here. Please be very careful as they try to get this cleaned up. Plan about a 15 to 20 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. Buying for a business? Let Batteries Plus be your partner. Whether you have one location or many, you'll find solutions for all your battery, lighting, phone, and tablet repair needs. Plus volume discounts and more. Sign up for a free business account at batteriesplus.com business. Batteries Plus. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Dare dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Fan poll, 971thefan.com. Ohio State basketball's next three games are against Xavier, Seton Hall, and Florida slash Cal. How many do they win? All three, two, one. Zippo. Uh, I'm going to say they win two of those games. Don't ask me which one. No, which, I changed my mind. One. Which one they're going to lose? One game. They win one game. Which one are they winning? Still don't know? They're going to beat Xavier tomorrow night. Oh. You know what? I would, I would, uh, man, I want, so then that means they probably like would lose to Cal. No, if, do you think Cal, gonna, Cal wouldn't play in that game. It's probably going to be Florida. Oh, you're, well, but if they if lose to Seton Hall, they they'll would play, play Cal. Probably Cal. Cause well, that's, you know what? That's true. I didn't think about so that. They might actually, if you think they're going to beat Xavier, then they probably win. If you think they're going to lose that Seton Hall game, you have right, to change my mind too. How about that? Okay. I agree with you. What a, what a stupid waste of time that was. <laughs> well, we got to get it right. I don't know if you I know apologize. this. People are auditing that segment. Every time <laughs> yeah. that poll question comes up, we got to get it right. Common Man said, too. I already put my money on it. <laughs> right. On campus. Common Man and T-Bones. 
On campus, the latest college sports news and notes. Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another furnace breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate and next day furnace installation. Bone. Mike, you had your crown and scepter on while you were making oh. those picks. You're, oh, yes. You're the king slash queen of gambling. The Buckeyes are going to beat Xavier. <laughs> That's right. Uh, some money in store for the Big 12. They have fined Baylor $25,000 and reprimanded them for, what else? Storming the field against Oklahoma, which you may remember happened uh, slightly early because right before the game ended, they decided to kick a field goal with one second left to add to their point differential. But anyway, Lincoln Riley was salty about that. He can remain salty about it. The Big 12 fined Baylor. They have a rule if your fans storm the field. Twenty-five grand. So that that's happened. it. Twenty-five grand. Yeah, that's the big incentive not to storm the field. Well, other conferences, I know it's six figures because we've seen that. Yeah, I, I want to say it's. I think the SEC has like a two fifty number, like yeah, two hundred fifty thousand right. number. So it'd be yeah. ten times that. Anyway, whatever. That's the fine. There you go. Uh, speaking of uh, upsets, how about this one? You know that Kansas beat Texas. We talked about that, but walk-on fullback Jared Casey, who was the guy who caught the two-point conversion that ended up leading to the victory, he is now getting, as a walk-on, playing at Kansas, name, image, and likeness deals. He got signed up with Applebee's Restaurants in Kansas, as well as Lewis Automotive Group, a dealership with locations in Kansas. Uh, They've also apparently got a couple other deals in the works as well, but he's already shot a commercial yesterday at the local Applebee's. He went ahead and did that. The camera crew followed him around campus. His brother, Justin, joked that an automobile uh, deal would come in handy for Casey because he has currently a Kia that he's put a lot of miles on. So he said that would be really nice if he could get a new car. So there you go. This is this is the thing about name, image, and likeness that I don't think people considered when it initially happened. Yes, you're going to have guys getting six- and seven-figure deals and players who are going to make more money in college than they might ever make in the pros, but... Isn't that kind of the point? Jared Casey's not going to play in the NFL, most likely. No, that guy's probably not going to make a dime playing professional football. But he might have some, you know, I don't know how much scratch this puts in his pocket, but let's say it's like 50 grand overall. All right. Who would want to have 50 grand coming out of college if you all stuff that into a savings account even? That's a nice little thing to have to start your post-football life Well, off. let's say it's 50 grand. You know what he can buy 50 grand? My senior hurler NFT. <laughs> That's right. That's the yeah. price. Uh, and how about this story? This is going over to basketball now. Penn's Jelani Williams, fifth-year senior, played in his first collegiate home game, 85-57 win over Lafayette at the Palestra in Philadelphia Tuesday night. Here's the thing. He tore his ACL as a senior in high school in Washington at Sidwell Friends School. He has not played a basketball game in nearly five years. He waited 1,000 795 days. Like I said, he is now a fifth-year senior. This guy tore his ACL three times and finally got back on the field. He'd already committed to Penn. They honored the commitment. He came in 2017 as a, you know, freshman. But he tore this back in December of 2016. They still kept him on the team. Finally got into the game and played last night. So congratulations to him. I think that's a cool story that he was able to persevere and get through it. This is not a cool story. The NCAA has upheld penalties against UMass, men's basketball, and women's tennis that include vacating results. Uh, They found that 
impermissible financial aid of about $9,100 total to 12 athletes over a three-year period. That is the infraction that UMass got busted for. Their tennis team won the A-10 Conference Championship in one of those years. They had to vacate these results from 2014 to 2017. It also includes 59 basketball victories that were eliminated. And uh, Brittany Collins, who played in for UMass, played as a tennis player there, she said, today is a pretty sad day. The NCAA never acknowledged us. I truly can't believe they denied the appeal. She is among a couple of other players who unknowingly received $252 beyond the allowable stipend that you're allowed. You know, they have the cost of attendance stipends yeah. they give. She accidentally was given $252 more. It was a clerical error. They didn't realize it had even occurred. But there was some kind of audit. They found it. They self-reported it. And the NCAA has now vacated all those titles and trophies. Over $252. But if you're Michigan State, you can give a coach $95 million. If you're Kansas, or no, not Kansas, Notre Dame, you can pay like three coaches at once if you have to. It's all kinds of good here in the NCAA. They've, they've got their priorities straight. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident on I-71 northbound at 5th Avenue. Traffic is still stop and go for Main Street in this area. They are working to get this one cleared out of the roadway, but traffic is still very slow. Please be very careful over here as they get things cleaned up. About a 15-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by the Home Loan Expert. What would you do with an extra $350 every month? Maybe buy a car or start paying down the credit cards. Apply for your easy refinance today at thehomeloanexpert.com, the Home Loan Expert LLC, and MLS number 1326241. Only at Array with fan traffic. Fan Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone, I saw your guy... Noah Syndergaard yes. signs a one-year, $21 million deal with the Angels. He has pitched two innings Ouchie. since 2019. And they have to give the Mets their second-round pick, too, because they had a qualifying offer Mets on Noah Syndergaard. Him, they offered him $18 million. Eighteen and a half. yeah. Turned it down, and everyone at the time said, yeesh, you're going to be able to get more than $18 million given your arm tends to explode? And he said, yes, I will. And so the Angels have done that. The Angels are looking at it and saying, well, we have already got what we think is supposed to be like some pretty decent players on this roster. If he suddenly is healthy, that takes some pressure off Shohei Otani in the rotation, I'm guessing is the thought process there. But that's a huge if. Meanwhile, for my Mets, I'm kind of glad I don't have to worry about it anymore. Syndergaard man at his peak is one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. 
for one pitch, like or for one inning. I mean, he can be dominant at times. It's just can he put that together season after season after season and not get injured this late in his career now with all these injuries? I just don't know. You know, we look at guys like Tom Brady, and when Pat Mahomes bursts onto the scene, people ask the question, well, how long until he's Tom Brady? Never. He's never going to be Tom Brady. Right? There, we, there may never be a Tom Brady yeah, ever again. Right? We, we have guys like, you know, Adrian Peterson in the National Football League. That was a very, and he still lives, he's still around, but a very productive running back past the age of 30. That's almost unheard of. Right. To have that. And it's almost like it's tough to go out as a starting pitcher and throw a hundred all the time and not blow your arm out. It's almost like a guy like Nolan Ryan is a unicorn. Yeah. So why are we surprised when these guys cannot physically do it? You're right. Like guys like Noah Syndergaard who have had all these arm issues and, and this is no knock to guys like him and I wish him well. I, I whatever. I don't care. I hope, I hope the angels don't end up becoming like great because of you Noah Syndergaard. You don't wish him well. What are you talking well, what about? I mean, well, what I mean you don't is want this. to see him go out there and win 20 games for the Angels? No, but what I mean is like I don't I don't wish for someone's arm to keep exploding either, I guess. So yeah, I just mean I hope his career doesn't Sorry. end because of injuries. Give me 21 million dollars, you can shoot off my arm. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Don't with say it. that too loud. There's some kid who just picked up like a chimp NFT who's like I've got 30 million dollars and a gun. And so that would sounds like a real fun weekend for me. I would just be careful when you put that out there now. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Krieger Ford. Visit them online at KriegerFord.com. Home of the Krieger commitment. Best cars, best people, peace of mind. Buckeyes getting ready for Sparty on Saturday. Noon kick here on The Fan before we talk about the college football playoff rankings that came out last night. Let's talk about Mel Tucker, head coach of Sparty. Getting a contract extension worth $95 million. That, let's be clear. This is not signed. This is not done. Well, this is it, what is, it these can't are, be signed and done. It has to go to the Board of Regents yes, or whatever. These are all the numbers that are being discussed. But apparently this was enough that it was announced to like one of their radio shows up there in East Lansing that said they even named the donors who did this, right? A couple of uh, former Michigan State alums yeah. who are doing very well for themselves. They're footing the bill for at least some of this extension, but you know it was brought to our attention. One of our listeners tweeted it to us that Michigan State last year in October of 2020 cut their men's and women's swimming uh, teams and just said we're not going to have that program anymore to save two million dollars because they were in a little bit of a pandemic shortfall on the budget. My how a year changes things, huh? They are now ninety five million dollars where they yeah. can give ninety. It's not even about. Mel Tucker very well may end up going down as the greatest coach in Big Ten history. He may be one of the best coaches in the conference. Like it could just be that. That I'm not I'm not judging his coaching ability at all. What I am saying is it is crazy to me to think that Michigan State on their best year is probably the second or third best team when everything's going right. Second or third best team in the Big Ten. That's assuming Michigan's down, Wisconsin's down. I'm saying Penn Ohio State. State. Right, I'm saying usually it's Ohio State, Penn State, and then somebody else from the Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State tier. That's who's usually third. That school is now paying supposedly $95 million for a head coach. 
I don't care if they're getting Bill Belichick. The point is they're spending $95 million at Michigan State. Every other coach around college football who thinks they're at a program that's better than Michigan State, bigger than Michigan State, their agent and themselves are having gleeful text messages exchanged right now saying, can't wait to call the school and say, hey, guys, look what Mel Tucker's signing up at Michigan State. Are you kidding? Let's talk about my deal. I don't know who Ryan Day's agent is, but oh, he's, he's, he's having a steak tonight. He's, he's buying the cow, he's, my friend. He's opening up the good <laughs> bottle of wine he tonight. A ranch after that. And I'm sure the school will come out and say, well, the difference is we're not paying Mel Tucker directly. We have boosters that are footing the bill for this. All right. You're telling me you have billionaire boosters ready to write a check for $95 million. But you, Michigan State, cannot find a couple boosters to save sports programs for $2 million? Yeah, that, that seems like the, their problem last year, they said, was they were going to be $30 million short on the athletic budget. Which is, I mean, that's a significant amount of money. I don't care if you're in the Big Ten. I don't care where you are. That's $30 million is $30 million. But in the world of college football, where $30 million is what you pay for a mid-level like ACC coach over the course of their term, you're telling me that you have the ability, Michigan State, to go out and pay $95 million for a head coach. Because obviously they're afraid of losing Mel Tucker. Tell you what, if I'm Mel Tucker, I say, you know what? Let's make it a cool hundo. <laughs> Since we're already here and you no. want me, and, and here's my, in return for that extra five mil, I will, I will, I will destroy my phone. I will never take a phone call from any program ever again. I am here for life, good, bad, or otherwise. You can fire me and I'll get all that money, but I'm never going to look at taking another job for $95 million. Yeah, I think I would be coach for life too. All right, playoff rankings from last night. Pretty much staying the same. Georgia's number one, Alabama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four. Cincinnati, first man out at number five. Meat Chicken at six. Michigan State at seven. Notre Dame at eight. Oklahoma State nine. Wake Forest ten. Again, we say this every single week. These are conversation pieces. They want us to talk about it. We are. This means nothing. Uh, Don't worry about Oregon at three. Oregon finishes up the season with two teams that really don't matter, and the Buckeyes finish up the season with two teams in the top ten. If the Buckeyes take care of their business and they beat both of those teams, I have no doubt they will vault Oregon and be in that number three spot. Yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think that's in doubt personally. I know that you could say the head to head thing, but here's what the committee keeps doing. They will tell you, oh, head to head matters. Then they'll look at Michigan and Michigan right, State does, and they'll it say, doesn't matter. yeah, but Michigan's the better team. And that's okay, because if I'm the committee, and I'm not, but if somebody said to me, find the four best teams in college football, the way that I would look at it, unless it's the last game of the season, or the second to last game of the season, where it's fresh in our memory, I look at that Michigan-Michigan State game, and I know this pisses off a lot of fans, where I say, if you play that game ten times, who wins? Michigan I, on the day was winning that game by quite a bit, and they gave it away, which should count for I, something. Yeah, I am convinced that, you know, if Michigan goes out and they look like crap, right, and, and they lose this week and they lose next week to Ohio State, that flies out the window. But if we're talking about a couple one-loss teams where everything else is equal except for this head-to-head that they played six weeks ago, I'm going to look at the big picture and say, if those two teams played on a neutral field ten times, who wins more of those games? Look, can we also just pause here and say, like, f- let's back out for a second. It is absurd that this is even a discussion, right? Yes, 
in a sane world, like we've talked about, you and I have had this discussion back and forth countless times with Cincinnati. They're undefeated. Doesn't matter that they play in a lesser conference. It shouldn't matter. But it but does. I know. But they're undefeated. And if they win out, I don't see why they should be held out of the college football playoffs. Oregon fans, you are dead on when you say, we played this game, played head-to-head, one team won. I don't care if you played 100 times and we would lose the other 99. We played this one and we know how it went. We are trying to guess what the committee will do, not what is the fair, right, just, normal, make sense to average humans thing. We are trying to galaxy brain this the way that the college football selection committee does. Right. Where they go, oh, technically, game control, strength schedule, that was early, this is late. Burp, burp. Like, they're going to do that. And the reason they're going to do it with Oregon is because Oregon has a loss. If they didn't have that loss, then they have no discussion point. But since they both have an equal record now, head-to-head's a factor. Who's playing better at the moment is a factor. And I guarantee you, the strength of schedule with Ohio State coming in, beating three, if they do, three top 25 teams, including whoever they play in the Big Ten Championship game, that will get them into the playoffs. Oregon may be in, they may be out, but Ohio State will be over Oregon, almost guaranteed. I had somebody say this to me yesterday. What do the Buckeyes have to do to secure themselves a playoff spot? Win your games. Yeah, they control it. their own destiny. All right. If you win your games, you will be in. You win these next two weeks. You beat whoever you're playing in the Big Ten championship game. You're in. Don't have to worry about that. Cincinnati does not have that luxury. And I can understand as a Bearcat fan or Luke Fickle, that being frustrated as hell. Frustrating as hell. But it's real. I don't know what they have to do. I would think they win all their games. This year, they're in. And then even though the committee will never admit this, what Cincinnati does in a playoff game will affect them next of course year. It will. If they're of undefeated or if a team like UCF is undefeated well, again, again, what Cincinnati does is going to affect them. These are the arguments. That this, is, this is why, like you've said and we've talked about, it's not about what actually is right or fair or makes sense. It's what will this college football playoff selection committee do. Right. The reality is when Ohio State gets its doors blown off by Clemson, that does not matter two years later. Right? That it doesn't. We we saw that happen. They will say, ah, yeah, it doesn't matter. To, it's a, to it's a, a point. It's Ohio State, and we know it's if, Ohio State. If Ohio State suddenly becomes Notre Dame with their playoff performance, well, yes, then I think it starts to matter. But they haven't because right. they've since come they back. But the the argument there is Ohio State's been given a chance to redeem themselves. You are right. Cincinnati will get one shot. They have to win their playoff game. Now, not win a national championship. I'm not saying that. That's but if they beat if they beat whoever they play, if they get into the college football playoffs, then it will be something that next year they go undefeated again. Much different conversation. But they have to prove it more so than most schools do. Why? Because they're in a lesser conference. That's just the reality. The rundown. The rundown. Uh, Crypto.com is throwing a ton of money at the Los Angeles Lakers for naming rights to the Staples Center. And I, I, I guess I knew this, but I forgot about it. An NHL team just wrapped up the second longest road trip in the history of the NHL. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for an accident in I-71 northbound at 5th Avenue. Traffic is slow from I-70 in this area as they work on the accident. The crash has been moved to the right side, but traffic is still slow over here. Please be careful as they continue to get this cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Batters Plus Bulbs. At Batters Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batters Plus for a free auto battery testing and pre-installation, too, on most vehicles at most locations. See BattersPlus.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Let me tell you something. I am a guy who appreciates... Fine timepieces. All right. I'm also a guy who appreciates fine German engineering when it comes to cars. However, if you take an Instagram photo of your Rolex wrapped around your Porsche steering wheel, report directly to jail. And it's not the fact that you have both of those things. It's that you've taken a picture of those things together and thrown it out there for the world to see. Go to jail. Boy, shots fired at Rimmer, I guess. Man, that guy. Rimmer would never do it. As douchey <laughs> as he is, he would never do that. I just and I also think he's shot. driving an Audi these days. Or a Porsche. I don't know what he's driving. One, one of the two. Whatever. And those are both fine cars. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the fact that this person owns both of those things. It's the fact you took a picture and said, not only am I doing well, let me show you just how well by combining a luxury watch with a luxury car and just flaunting that. You're, so you're a douche. Have some humility. By the way, you are allowed to be a douche. And like people say, why are you going on? Well, because that's that's the freedom that we all enjoy here, right? You can be a douche and I can say that sucks. That's free country. Not free from judgment. Yeah. If, no I, were emperor, jail for that. if, if I were emperor, you would be in jail. Well, that's not a free country. Even that's right. That's but where you would be. Breaking news: I'm not the emperor. <laughs> right. If I were, a lot of people would be in trouble. I'm trying to think Lots. of other other things that are kind of. I've never been a fan of. If you go to a club and that's your thing, and I let you live, that's fine. It's not my scene, obviously. But if you do that, and then you feel compelled to tweet out like or Instagram out the photos of the bottle service that you've purchased or yes like again any, go to jail things like that where go it's just like we got it life is doing isn't it enough to just enjoy the finer things do you have to show everybody else how well you're no, doing it's the ultimate in vanity it is what the hell was i just watching i was watching uh oh it was the video from that horrible concert down in houston at the astro oh, yeah astro world astro right. world where people yeah. died and they had a a shot of the crowd I mean, these people, I assume, paid lots of money to attend this thing. Yeah, right? sure. No one is actually watching the thing. Everybody's got their phones up in the air recording the thing. Yeah. I. I what's really weird, too, is that 
it wasn't at that concert, but I have seen people who have like started taking videos of videos of pe- on people's phones, right? So someone's at a concert, they've got their phone up, you know, in landscape mode. So they're trying to take a wide angle shot. Someone behind them zoomed in on their camera and it showed that it had been recording for an hour and 20 minutes. It's like, okay, I, I even, I do that. I take a shot. I take a little 10 second video just to say for myself later on, ha, remember that? That was a cool moment. I enjoyed that concert because I'm dumb and I will forget how much fun I had potentially. So I was like, well, I'll take a little video or photo for 10 seconds, put my phone away, and then I'm back in the moment. There are people who will do this. They will get on Facebook or somewhere else and live stream a whole concert. I don't understand. Like, why? I don't you get paid it. the ticket price. Just go in and watch it. And we've always been this way, too. It's just that technology makes it easier to be this way. If you go in my in-law's house right now, my father-in-law has three full VHS tapes of him recording rides at Disney World in 1987. (laughs) We've always been this way. True enough. All right. The New York Islanders just finished a road trip. Hell of a road trip. 13 games. To start the season. They have not been home because their home still needs work. They have the new UBS arena. They open it up Friday against Calgary. They needed to do some construction. Place wasn't going to be ready. So they said, what the hell? We'll start the first 13 games of the season on the road. They just finished it. They move into their place on Friday. Let them live. Crypto.com is buying the naming rights to the Staples Center. So it'll now be known as Crypto.com Arena. And they apparently paid the Lakers $700 million. Let them live. Let someone live. How much How much time does that buy them then? We don't know, but we think it's 20 years. Okay. We think it's a 20-year deal worth $700 million. Okay. Did you uh, happen to catch that? I'm, I, I'm trying to remember who it was that actually said this. I think it was... I think it was Paul George, but I could be wrong, who said that he was happy that the Clippers are not going to be playing at Crypto.com Arena for much longer because they're building their own arena. He plays with the Clippers. And he like when he heard of the name, he basically said, yeah, Staples Center, that was the place you go for a big game. That's what people thought of. That's what I grew up thinking of. I'm glad we're not going to have to be here for much longer with that stupid name, more or less. I'm putting some words I know, in his but mouth. I, I love how we've gotten to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, that other corporate sponsorship. Right. That's the heritage it, brand. It wasn't called Staples Center because of, like, Bill Staples right, or the something. the office supply chain. <laughs> right. that's, that's what I can relate to. Also, kudos to Staples for becoming, like, part of the lexicon. How many great NBA moments and NHL moments have been in that building where they got the they got the mention out of it. There will always be people talking about, yeah, man, at the Staples Center that night. That was something I to see Kobe do that. I don't know the answer to this question, but what do you think is the longest running corporate sponsorship on a stadium or arena? I I don't know the United answer. Center's got to yeah. be in the United, team picture. Is it still called the United Center? Yeah, I think it is. They opened that place up in ninety four. It was called the United Center when Jordan was. Like in his prime well, Jordan yes. winning championships. Jordan, yeah. Jordan had retired. They right. They opened it. They then opened he came the back. United Center. Then he came back. He won the last three titles playing in the United Center. But that's been since ninety four, ninety five is when that opened. Can you think of a place that's had a corporate sponsor that long? No, I, I'm 
I'm sure I'm missing something, but yeah, I, I cannot. They think don't still call it the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, do they? You know, I don't. I don't think so. I think that has changed. I don't remember what it is now. You know what I love on this show? When you don't know when anything, ask, when we ask questions <laughs> that we don't have the answers to. Well, Ted, I think is and probably then we're looking shocked up. that we don't have the He's answers. He's like looking up what are probably the longest tenured things, but I don't. I don't think we have it yet. So, well, I mean, like back in the day, Wrigley Field. Yeah, technically, I mean, you, I mean, you, you had the Wrigleys as ownership, but it's but, Wrigley's gum was. But they don't pay anything for that now. Yeah, it's just what it's called. Yes, I don't. I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the other legendary places that were sponsored. All right, but we'll, most ask, of them, we'll ask Rimmer coming I mean, up next. He's been alive for 100 years. He'll know <laughs> the answer. Right. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound after Lane Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from King Avenue in this area. Plan on some heavy backups. You'll also find slowdowns on 71 northbound at 5th Avenue. Traffic is slow here as well. Plan on some delays. This traffic report is sponsored by the Home Loan Expert. What would you do with an extra $350 every month? Maybe buy a car or start paying down the credit cards. Apply it for your easy refinance today at thehomeloanexpert.com, the Home Loan Expert LLC, NMLS number 1326241. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Common Man and T-Bones. Name Drop. With the biggest name dropper of them all, the CBJ's Jeff Remmer. Sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. Every single Wednesday, we talk to our guy, television voice of your Columbus Blue Jackets. It's name-dropping with Jeff Rimmer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Hello, Rims. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, on the road with the Blue Jackets and uh, just left practice here uh, in Arizona. Take on the Coyotes tomorrow, looking to extend their... oh This ought to be good. Let's try it out. Your connection is a little choppy, Rims. I know you're in Arizona and it's the, you know, 80s, I guess, but... Let me ask you about that game the other night. Red Wing Jackets had lost the previous two games. You desperately needed points on this homestand. Go down two goals to the Red Wings. How important was that comeback the other night? Well, it's interesting. Five of their eight wins have been comebacks, and that one was no different. It was key. There's no question it was key. And it was the way they were able to come back. Gina Cobb scores his first NHL goal. I mean, the kid was thrilled. The crowd was thrilled. It was just great to see. And then the Jackets prevail over Detroit on Monday night. It was a big win. Uh, you didn't want to go down for your third straight loss. And uh, I give the guys a lot of credit for bouncing back after what looked like could have been uh, their third straight uh, loss with their early uh, deficit that uh, they kind of self-created, if you will. Yeah, Rims, in watching Jake Voracek this year, I mean, he's obviously not a secret how good he's been over the last decade after you know being gone from the Jackets, but... That whole deal with Jeff Carter back in the day, obviously that didn't work out the way the Jackets wanted, but just how much different do you think this Jackets franchise would be in some ways if 
he had been remained around this club the entire time and never left because I mean, it's, it's not like he was when he first got in the league where he had just, you know, came onto the scene, but man, he is still just such an effective player. Even at this age, it's fun to watch. Well, uh, just a, a real quick history. Uh, he was traded Jake, at the uh, Minnesota draft. I walked into the hotel and I saw his agent, Rick Kern, and he said the trade is true. Jeff Carter was promised after signing an 11-year contract with Philadelphia that he will not be moved. He will remain in Philadelphia. He then walked up to Scott Housen's uh, uh, hotel room, came back down and said, uh, Jeff, we're going to work things out. As you know, it took uh, a little more convincing. The owner, Rick Nash, had to fly to New Jersey to meet with uh, Carter. The trade never should have happened. The Blue Jackets were warned, at least the general manager at the time, Scott Housen, was warned that he wouldn't report. Eventually, he reported and, of course, was uh, traded for Jack Johnson a couple of months later. Bad trade. In addition to uh, Jake Voracek leaving, the Blue Jackets also gave up the first-round pick that turned out to be uh, Couturier, who's a pretty effective player today for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. It was a bad trade. Uh, Scott Housen was warned, and uh, the end result was the Jackets lost two skilled hockey players. Are you burying a body in the desert right now? What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's funny you ask, because I'm at the ocean. Can you hear the ocean in the background? You're at the ocean? I thought you were in Arizona. No, I'm at, you didn't know that there's an ocean in Arizona? I'm afraid oh, to ask. I'm, What's going on? I'm, st- I'm, standing, I'm standing at the waterfalls at the hotel. Sorry, I'll sit down now and get away from the water. Okay. Is this what... They're having a chainsaw now? exhibition here in the hotel. Is that a bad place to stand? I shall move. <laughs> Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on the fan. What did you think of uh, Elvis's very blue, weird pads he wore the other night? I love them. Of course, I love those pads. And uh, more so, what I didn't like about Elvis, and uh, if you think back to the game, Elvis wants to score a goal. He wants to be able to score a goal in a National Hockey League game. By the way, 12 NHL goaltenders have scored goals, the latest being Pecorino a couple of years ago. But Elvis desperately wants to score, but he, he almost put the Blue Jackets in a bad situation. Yeah, it was, because, a, it was a bad uh, icing call, right? Exactly. And then the faceoff was back, and Detroit was trying to tie it up. But it's interesting. Talking to Brad Larson, and here's my name drop, Talking to Brad Larson here just a few minutes ago. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I I will let you finish your thought, but your name drop is the coach of the team that you broadcast? (laughs) Well, I just, hey, my job is television voice in the Columbus Blue Jackets on Valley Sports, okay? And my job is to talk to the coach. I just finished talking to the coach. Haven't brought up his name ever before. I'm bringing it up now because we asked him specifically how he felt about it. And quite frankly, he knows Elvis wants to score. I was surprised he said he had no problem. He thought it was the right thing to do at that time. I had a different idea. Uh, what if they would have scored to tie it up? And I think if that would have happened, Brad might have had a different idea. Well, my name dropping is going to be Zach Wierenski because he pl- has been playing phenomenal for me and came through, got a nice goal there, obviously, to seal the victory for the Jackets or put them ahead and ultimately was the game winner. But what about his progression here as we've seen so far? I mean, we talked about how the young, young guys have stepped up and I brought up like Voracek and some of the veterans that are on this team too. Wierenski's just like smack in the middle of that, right? He's not a young player anymore. He's been through quite a bit, 
but he's also clearly still in the very early part of his prime. He's still got a lot of growth to do as well, and that was, I thought, a really nice step for him to get that goal. That uh, was a great goal, and uh, T-Bone, I haven't said this to you, uh, haven't thrown applauses or applauded or whatever, uh, that's a great, great point that you make, because what's happened here, in my opinion, is that he has now escaped from the shadow of Seth Jones. He was always behind Seth Jones. Seth Jones was allegedly the Blue Jackets' top defenseman. And, hey, he was a great player. There's no question. He was a very effective player for the Blue Jackets. But now, Wierenski's out of the shadow. He is the go-to guy. His ice time is almost up, what, three minutes per game? And he has accepted the leadership rule. He's become a very big leader. We bring a new kid into the dressing room, a 28-year-old rookie who makes his NHL debut. And who's the guy that's sitting there talking to him before the game and, and trying to get the guy to, to loosen up a little bit and not be nervous, have the butterflies in his first NHL game? It's Wierenski. He has really accepted the role as a leader. He's taken the additional time. And a couple of years ago, he led the NHL with 20 goals. I think with that shot, he scored a couple of real nice goals in practice today. I think with that shot that he is certainly able to uh, exceed that number and, again, lead the NHL with goals scored by defensemen. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer here on the fan. Since you already dropped your name, would you like to talk about your guys' buyers' imports by the airport? I'm glad you bring up uh, the good guys at uh, buyers' by the airport, buyers' imports. Let's not forget that word import. Well, I got and it right. I want to talk- the guy who's paid by him didn't, but I got it right. Yeah, uh, you got it right. Well, you usually do, and, and I appreciate that. I respect that. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, certified uh, pre-owned cars. That's really, uh, with the price of cars today, that's really a way to go. And at Buyers Imports, with all the imports that they have there, you have the situation where you can look at a, a certified Audi or a certified Porsche uh, so many uh, dealerships uh, today are, are, are looking to buy cars. Well, when you buy the cars at Buyer's Imports by the airport, Man. you are getting the chance to purchase a certified car, which is next to new. All right. Check them out. I, uh, I heard you stumble a little bit. Were you pulling a script out of your pocket? <laughs> Were you were you reading? Were you reading off a piece of paper? Do not lie to me. I've got eyes on you at all times. Let's go FaceTime right now. Let's FaceTime (laughs) and I'll show you that I'm sitting here next to the ocean, next to the ocean in the desert, (laughs) uh, enjoying my time here. Over under, over under Coyote fans in that building tomorrow night. Five thousand. What do you think? Uh, I think it'll be over. Yeah, Blue they, they, they big draw. Tough t- oh, yeah, big draw and, you know, tough ticket to watch a two-win hockey team. They're brutal. Well, they're also looking for an arena to play next year because allegedly Gila Arena, as it's called here, uh, are throwing them out. They don't have a place to play next year. Yeah, because they... Did you know that? Yeah, because yes, they... Yes, we did know that. Thank you. Yeah, the, they're going to have to go play where the Suns play, right? They at least still have that place to go. It's not like they'll have to build a rink somewhere. They're going to be good. I don't... I don't think they want them. That's the old uh, building downtown. No, I, I don't think they want them at this point. There seems to be a problem uh, with the ice machine in that building. So it remains to be seen. Uh, the folks uh, out here in Glendale will have to reconsider and allow them back. But as it sits right now, they're looking to uh, build a new facility, but it's not going to be ready by any stretch of the imagination next year for them to play. 
By the way, Rimmer, I meant to tell you, very relatable to all the hockey fans here. Your hotel has a waterfall. We can all understand what that's like. We've Must all be been nice. There. We've all been d- done that. Must be nice. Must be nice. Great. 80 degrees and just sitting here by the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, Are you wearing black socks with sandals? No, as a matter of fact, I've got shorts on. Uh, and, uh, in fact, uh, I went over to the arena where it's freezing. And uh, walked over, and uh, I'm still wearing shorts here. Right, this is good. Enjoying the sun right. and the 80 degrees. Okay, thanks, Rims. We'll talk next week. I look forward to it. Name dropping with Jeff Rimmer. Go meet someone there that's a celebrity so we can have an actual name drop. On the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. I think Shaq lives in Arizona. Go hit him up. A lot Say of famous up, people live in Arizona. Phoenix is a hot spot, The Rims. name he drops is the coach he talks to every damn day. I don't think I've ever brought him up. Oh, except for like... Every time we talk to you about what are the Jackets doing, you're like, Coach Brad Larson doing a great job. And he is. He's just not a I'm name I'm excited drop. for Jody Shelley to be the name drop next week. <laughs> Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is stopping go from 17th Avenue in this area. Please be very careful over here. And still watching an accident blocking the left lane of Route 315 northbound after Lane Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper here as well. Caution is advised. Traffic report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Now's the time to shop Dell Technologies' biggest sale of the year. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. So shop Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals on Windows 11 PC, server storage, monitors, and more. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Oh, you guys. Man bone. You've been very MIA today. You've been hiding in your little studio. <laughs> I don't know what do the hell you're work. doing. I'm just saying you've been very... Usually you come, you talk, you converse. None of that today. I realize that. You were in, you were out, you didn't say hello. I was I was rude today. That's fine. That's fair. But I'm here now, and I know it's, it's Wednesday, it's late in the week. We have Buckeye Roundtable. We have Buckeye Basketball. So the week's half over before I'm even here to do a show. So it, it does feel a little yeah, strange. Yeah, but what a show it's going to be. It's going to be a great show. You've had two days to think about this People show. People have been asking me for the last 72 hours yeah. what's going to be on the Buckeye show on Wednesday. And I just, I don't even want to tell them because it's going to be such a surprise. Full frontal male nudity mm-hmm. on, on the radio. Fan TV. <laughs> well, yep. we have fan TV here. Well, I mean, I, I think you can only see the top of my chest behind the, That's true. the monitors there. We'll get a camera down below. Oh, just, you wanna, just, yeah, we'll make sure we have everything set up. So you'll who be good would sponsor to go. the under the desk cam? Mm. Mm. Hard to say. Well, you know, like at those uh, car auctions they have on TV, they've always got that camera on the under, floor yes, to it, look at the chassis. 
Yeah, you can see under the. They do <laughs> the under the undercarriage. Is cam. that on wheels or something? Do they like no, no, roll no, no, no. the camera under there? It's in the ground, in the and ground, they roll the they car just over it. So cars you can just roll over slow it. Slow drive the car over that. Yeah, car, cars have wheels, Tim. So they roll over where the camera is sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put the camera on wheels since you're taking a photo of. Just keep going. The move. Just That's keep. Right. I'm gonna keep dragging going. me through the mud. What is going. coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Eric Reeser is going to be in for an hour. We are going to talk. Can't even do an hour by yourself, no, can you? No, no. That don't, yeah. they don't, if it's 30 minutes, they say go solo, but they know I can't do any heavy lifting beyond that, beyond two segments. So we got to break down the Purdue matchup. How concerned should we be with the Buckeye aerial defense going forward? Two big giant games. Mel Tucker is in the news. Interesting timing That's going a into lot this. Of money. Yeah, going into this game this weekend. So we'll talk about that. And Dave Holmes from Ten TV. He'll stop by bottom of the hour. Buckeye show top of the hour right here on the fan back page. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Boner. Well, man, Chris Tucker, star of the. The Rush Hour movies, among other films, also was in Friday. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Chris Tucker has uh, made a lot of money in his career. I hope he kept some of it because the IRS is now saying he owes $9.6 million in back taxes. Oh, no. Federal complaint includes a chart listing the uh, actor's bills that he has failed to pay. So apparently... This is a 16-page suit filed in Nevada where he lives. It says he owes taxes on income dating back to 2002 when he was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. The suit additionally says Tucker owes back taxes for 2006, 2008, and 2010. So it's four years out of the last 20, but still zero out of 20 is what you're looking for when it comes to uh, you know paying your taxes, I guess. What do you guess. think he pocketed from that trilogy? That had to be buckets well i mean millions this isn't even in his prime that you're talking about here him not paying yeah, taxes and he still stuff, owes over nine million dollars no. the rush hour stuff would have been in the like late 90s and maybe like rush hour three early 2000s i'm he not had sure to bank somewhere between 75 and 100 million oh, yeah, for I'm, those well, three it, right gonna go nine huge. figures yeah he uh he didn't want to do the sequels because he sort of semi-retired from acting after doing rush hour too much they, money to pass they up. They coaxed him back in. They paid him like $25 million yeah. each movie. Well, that's, that's what, what I saying. thought. He was in those movies. He was in Friday. He was a successful stand-up comedian. Right. He probably I mean, didn't get a big paycheck for Friday. That was kind of a breakout role for him, right? No, yeah, you're but I'm just right. saying. But yeah. I'm guessing that check even still can... Because that's just a movie that's been around. It's yes. always on TV. Lots of royalties like, from that yeah, one. Yeah, I would think gets, so. Because it gets played a lot. And uh, Paul Rudd got named World's or the Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine. But yeah. The 51-year-old actor, I believe, Pretty good. said that in his own household, he would not have won the title. He says that his spouse, Julie Yeager, would have voted for Keanu Reeves. Reeves did win the award once before, which this is weird. I, I don't know my People magazine history well enough, but apparently in 1994, they didn't do the Sexiest Man Alive Award. But then they came back in 2015 and said, if we had... In 1994, <laughs> Keanu Reeves would have won. If we, so they had. Gave if we did him a retroactive award. That's so. probably Johnny Utah, Keanu Reeves. That's probably Point Break era. The internet tells me that Chris Tucker's net worth is $5 million. Ooh. Whoa, no. That, that's I, not... If it I is... I hope that's wrong. That can't be. I really hope that's then wrong. He, I know he got paid for those movies, and he just yeah. blew all his money. Yeah. And again, this is the internet. How the hell would they know? 
Oh, it's it's hundred percent accurate I all hope, the time. I hope, I'm I'm going to say that's wrong. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Buckeye shows coming up next. Inside Edge at seven o'clock. Eleven Warriors Radio Hour at eight o'clock. Browns preview show at nine o'clock. And then Timmy ten o'clock. Perverted at ten. And then at eleven o'clock, little thing called you'll see. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 northbound before 670. Traffic is stop and go from I-70 in this area. You'll also find a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper here as well. Caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by Batteries Plus Bulbs. At Batteries Plus, they do more than fix phones and tablets. They help their neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for a free auto battery testing and free installation too on most vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1 800 Cooling when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald, bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right, I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah, for almost twenty years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> And I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know probably trying to forestall the inevitable and melissa's like wow man everybody's just you know out here not embracing their baldness and i'm like you're i i too shave like i don't let it grow long i don't have like the you know coconut with a hulu skirt on it like no i'm not gonna do that different look and you can't shave it all the way no you can't be totally bald you look like a clan member Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. 
that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 